WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long, and you're about to go one on one with Talking Taker. Holla! I got you. <laughs> I'm running down the road with Paul Bearer in tow I got 15 titles on my mind Seven world ones, one hardcore And seven tags with four different guys I Take her easy, take her easy Don't let the sound of gongs and bells drive you crazy Lights open, raise my hands don't even try to understand the supernatural dead man So take her easy Well I'm standing on the corner of Death Valley, California Such a bright fire I see It's my house, my lord, burned to the floor Lost my parents, brother, everything Come on, Katie don't blame me Paul Bearer took me in as his And tried to train me Rarely lose, I usually win I never thought I'd see you again You opened up the cell and climbed in So freaking easy Running down the road and I'm all on my own Got a decade of destruction Call me big evil, not red, But do call me American Take her easy, take her easy Don't let the sound of Olympus get Drive you crazy Come on, Vincey Coming back, it's the dead man So take her easy of the night welcome to talking taker episode 212 of our encyclopedic exploration dig up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all tizam the undertaker my name is alex dorio and i want to thank all of you out there in the pod street crew for joining us for yet another round of dead man talking and i am joined as always for this episode 212 by my tag team partner. He is uh, my brother in the PSK. He is my wrestling buddy, my fellow creature of the night. He is living on the edge, Mr. Travis White. <laughs> Travis, I uh, say that. I should have been painted half gold and half black. Oh. I think that's that commercial. I mean, that music video, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> if only I'd given you the was. heads up. I wish I would have. Yeah, I would have done that. Half black, <laughs> half gold face. That's fine. 
I say that because we're, uh, you know, we, we've been doing these. Yes, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. We we ended the main portion of the podcast over two years ago now, and we've been doing That's these wild. monthly episodes ever since then. We you know, we kind of been revisiting other matches. We've been going off on the different tangents and other topics, but every once in a while we kind of fill in a hole or fill in a gap that we might have missed during the original run of the podcast. And uh, we're going to do that. We're going to plug in a couple of holes that, that we might have missed uh, back then. Uh, it's kind of crazy that we uh, didn't talk about these or we did talk about them. Maybe they didn't quite fit for an entire episode back then, but they are some major memorable moments from the attitude era dude we're talking mm. mayhem in manchester 1998 featuring a undertaker versus kane match a very famous match that i'm sure a lot of our listeners watched over and over again on vhs back in the day and then we're going to talk over the edge 1998 uh, because undertaker is not in a match on that show but he is in the main event as the special enforcer for that match and uh, it's the 25th anniversary of that match a classic match one of my all-time favorite matches yeah uh but before we get any of that, Travis, let's talk about that opener that we just had. Our new brother in the PSK. Holla, holla, holla. holla, holla. Teddy Long. Can you believe it? Man, nah, I cannot believe that play. Why don't you tell us how that came about? Because <laughs> you called me when that happened. And I had to had to know what just happened because I, I was blown away. I sent you the text with the, yes. with the video on there and just uh, with, with no context or anything. Yes. That's what I got first. Oh, Whew. man. How did that happen? Well, uh... He was at a uh, Comic-Con or... here in Greenville. What? Okay. I didn't know if he spent a night with you or what happened. <laughs> I invited him to, but he, he declined. Okay. <laughs> he was a little weirded out by that. But uh, no, <laughs> it was a big Comic-Con here in Greenville. I uh, actually had a lot of wrestlers there. Had like Hangman Page was there. Jamie Hayter was there. Um, Jeff Hardy was there. Yeah, this was like, this was like two days after he came back. The right? week he yeah. came back to yeah. AEW, uh, yeah. he, he flew out to Greenville for this Comic Con. Uh, so it was a big deal, and none other than Teddy Long was there. Um, I was thinking about going just to check out uh, the toy selection, which honestly wasn't. It was legit a comic con. I mean, there was oh, mainly yeah. comic books and cosplay. I was hoping there might be some wrestling figures. There was a little bit of that, but uh, not much. But, man, I saw a few days before Teddy Long was going to be there, and I kind of got in my head, you know, maybe if I ask him real nice, uh, maybe if I'm, uh, you know, by the 8 by 10 by the photograph, uh, yeah, by the photo and the autograph combo, uh, maybe I can sneak in. Uh, would you mind doing a little intro for our Undertaker right. podcast? So uh, I ended up going, um, and walked around this whole big comic-con uh, and uh, went over to where the autograph signings were and teddy long is right next to jeff hardy that's where he is so there's about 75 people in line for jeff hardy and teddy long is sitting there like virgil right next to him <laughs> not a soul in sight all garden breadsticks he's <laughs> yeah. uh, been doing this little number he should have been, but he was decked out in his signature suit. Man, he, he long suit. He, he wore the suit for Teddy the occasion. Long suit, yeah. Teddy long suit. <laughs> uh, but before I walked over there, I was headed towards him, and he walked away from the booth, and because I guess he noticed uh, this guy who was walking around with a service dog, and he like just went up and he was like petting the dog and talking to the dog and everything. It was adorable, man. Teddy Long's That's a awesome. dog lover, uh, so I let him have his moment with the dog, and he walked. Well, most back. time they don't want you to touch those dogs. Like, I'm sure he asked. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. sure he knew to ask, but uh, yeah. He walks back over, and uh, I came up to him, and 
stuck my hand out to, to shake his hand. And he brought me in, you know, for the old brother hug. And he said, oh, oh man, how you doing, man? I said, oh, just big fan of yours, big fan. Love to get a autograph and a photo. And he had his selection of 8 by 10s uh, you if got, you're watching the video you got option, a good one. I picked the right one. <laughs> this is uh, Stone Cold on his uh, ATV. A- ATV on his four-wheeler, chasing down Teddy Long back in 2004, 2005-ish. Yep. And I picked that one out. That was the best one he had. And he said, you know, I'll always remember that moment because uh, when I was running down that ramp, I knew I had to either keep running uh, and not fall or not slow down because that mother effer was going <laughs> to run my black butt over if I didn't <laughs> keep running. <laughs> Which is perfect. Love that. Oh, holla, holla. Uh, so I took the picture, got the autograph and said, ah, you know, would, would you mind doing this intro for our podcast? And he, he did, he had to look over to his little handler there, you know, his, his gimmick manager. And the guy was like, ah, normally we charge such and such for this, but I'll, I, I, I'll cut it in half for you. So he did get me, he did, you know, he, uh, he's he, a hustler, he's a hustler, but I, I don't blame him. It was worth the price of admission for that. But, uh, he gave me another hug afterwards, said, good luck with your podcast, awesome. man. And he was just, oh man, so nice. So kind, so excited to see me. He was happy to do it. He did it with all that classic teddy long enthusiasm there oh, so yeah. uh thanks to our new member of the pod street crew teddy long for doing that yeah man yeah dude we're getting like we got teddy we've got pot the godfather <laughs> i mean we're working our way up to we're the big dog way taker himself oh you know we've had some we had like rikishi and yeah, henry godwin Keish. have replied yeah. to our post kurt angle jerry lawler a lot of people have liked yeah, and man. replied to us so yeah uh, we're, yeah, we're working our way up to Taker. We're still we'll make our way up Mean Mark one day. We're moving our way up to Mean Mark. So, uh, we're uh, speaking of Mean Mark. Let's get to him. That's what you're all here for. You're here for some talking Taker, and uh, we got to get to our monthly edition of Undertaker sightings. I don't know about some of these Undertaker sightings. It's almost like Ripley's, believe it or not. And course our undertaker sightings this month and the entire podcast the talking taker is brought to you once again by our friends at manscaped we are so excited to say that here again this month manscaped wants to invite you all you in the pod street crew to join the eight million and counting men who have joined the manscaped revolution have enhanced their grooming activities with all their revolutionary products Travis, man, I know you've talked about it before. Talk about those boxer shorts, man. I know you're sitting there in comfort in there. We're only seeing your top half, but I know your bottom half is feeling just so oh, comfortable right now. So good. I, like I said last month, I only wear these. Now, I bought six pairs, and that's what I wear every day. I mean, they're just so comfortable. Um, they feel like you're not wearing anything, man. They're just, they're, they're made, but they're not like silk. They're just soft cotton. They're great, dude. They feel wonderful pitching all the right places and yeah yeah they're just fantastic i cannot i literally can't recommend it like enough like if they weren't a sponsor i'd still push them because they're great boxers and i'm not just saying that i, I legit mean that they are awesome awesome boxers they so sent I, us a pair and you and i both have ordered more pairs yeah yeah they sent us a pair and i was like i'm on this so i bought a lot more <laughs> so. well the great thing about it is if you want to order them out there 
you can use the same code that we did. That's code TAKEREASY, T-A-K-E-R-E-A-S-Y for 20% off your entire order. So you can order a whole new set of boxer shorts, one for every day of the week. Uh, forget 20% off of there, plus free shipping on your order. That's from our friends at manscaped.com. And I do wear boxes all seven days. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just have them watch. You rotate. Before that seven day comes up. Yeah. I don't know. Good for you, man. The, the, the seventh day, I'm just Tom Petty out there, just <laughs> free falling. So, no. <laughs> anyway, all right. I didn't know what you meant. I <laughs> uh, know. Running down a dream. I don't know. <laughs> I won't back down. Last dance know. with Mary Jane. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, oh break down tonight. Exactly. <laughs> uh, dude, I, I I wanted to talk about the boxers because I had some other products I want to talk about because I, everybody knows them for the classic, the weed whacker and the lawn mower and the beard hedger, all the great facial hair and, uh, and, you know, Death Valley area hair and nose hair and ear hair, all those great products. And those are amazing. You know, you can get that performance package 4.0 with the boxers and uh, and the weed whacker. Uh, excuse me, the lawnmower. The, it's, it's got both in there. It's got, it's got everything in there, everything you need. Waterproof, you can use it in the shower, all that great stuff. Man, I wanted to talk about the boxers and all these other great grooming products that Manscaped's got because I have... Um, you know, they sent us the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver, which uh, the Crop Reviver is like a little deodorant spray you can use. Uh, if you don't have time to take a shower, you can just still spray this down. And look, honest to goodness, I work from home. I don't take a shower every day. So sometimes, you know, I just get dressed, it'll spray a little Crop Reviver on, and, and I'm all set. Um, but I've ordered some additional stuff. I was looking around their website, and this stuff they didn't send us, but I got the Beard Balm. So a little Ooh, uh, little beard nice. cream on here, and uh, you know, like I, if you know me, you know I've got this uh, beard I got to take care of, and you got to have a little beard wax, a little beard gel to put in there. So Manscaped's got their own; it's got that signature scent. I've been using that all month. And uh, have you seen this, Travis? Have you seen the foot duster spray? Oh no, but I might need that for my children. My middle child gets in the car after school every day, and it smells like a beached whale. Brother, it is, this is what he needs. shoes, man. Yeah, I got to get that. Yeah. This should have been in his Easter basket right here. <laughs> should have been. I'm the same way, dude. It's summertime. I got my flip-flops. I got my chacos on. I put this by the door and just have a little spray right before uh, I put those on and, and, and head out for the day. It'll change your life. It'll, it'll, it'll make, you, it'll make your wife happy, it'll make you happy riding in the car with your kids. Uh, it's yeah. essential. It's a little little foot deodorant for you. So Manscaped's got all that. And you can get that 20% off and free shipping with the code TAKEREASY. Isn't that awesome? Awesome. That's awesome. That's super awesome. Yeah, I, I will definitely be grabbing that foot spray for the children. <laughs> yeah, they <don't> stink. <laughs> Dude, dig around on Manscaped.com. It, it, they are Not more... More than just the razors, uh, yeah. you get the replacement razors like Randy talked about getting yep. uh, uh, last uh, a couple weeks ago on the pod. Or you could try it out. Give something a try. Give something a shot because this deal is incredible. The twenty percent off and free shipping. And hey, Father's Day is next month, so you know, grab something for your your father, your father-in-law, your brother-in-law, your future son-in-law, whatever. Grab something for the man in your life, you know, for Father's Day. That'll be next month in June, so 
That's a great point, Joe. I was so glad you brought that up. Help support the show by using our code TAKEAREASY at manscaped.com for 20% off your entire order. Get the best in men's grooming. Give all your other grooming products the last ride. Tell them to rest in peace and make the change over to Manscaped. All right, so that's out of the way. Let's talk about our uh, Undertaker sightings for the month of April now. Can't believe it, man. We're entering May. Where has this year gone? But uh, No idea. <laughs> It was like it was just Christmas. Uh, let's talk about the big one, man. Uh, another great episode of Rivals on A&E featuring The Undertaker and his rivalry. I don't know if I would have put this one out there. Um, you know, spoiler alert, next month on the show, we're going to talk about The Undertaker's top 10 rivalries of all time. We're going to rank our own. I don't know if Randy Orton's going to make my top 10. Uh, he wouldn't initially, but maybe, maybe after watching this Rivals special, he might move on up there. Do you have a chance to catch it? I still haven't got a chance to catch it, but I remember you were telling me on the bonus episode that it was basically Untold, the same stuff from Untold, which is, uh, I mean, that was a great episode, but I wish they had some more new things to put on there. But yeah, I, I will get it. I will take a chance. It's just been a crazy season right now for my family, so I haven't had a chance oh, yeah. to watch it at <laughs> all, but I will. Yeah, it is good. You know, it's like you said, it's that um, if you watched it on the network, uh, the WWE Untold special about Undertaker and Randy Orton, a lot of the same footage uh, of that episode. Um, of course, you know, with the addition of the analysts who are such experts on the subject, you got JBL, oh, Booker FPJ, T, dude. of course. Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> and then people who are intimately familiar with the Undertaker's career, uh, Natalia and Devon Dudley. Um, I would wager... Oh, oh, brother, testify. I would wager my entire paycheck that Natalia has never seen an Undertaker Randy Orton match. <laughs> There's no chance. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, these rivalries specials on A and E, they're they're all really easy to watch, really well done, and uh, I do think we enjoyed watching the Taker Orton rivalry a lot more than we remembered yeah. or that we thought we would, and we gained a much deeper appreciation for it when we covered it on the show. Yeah, well, I hated Randy Orton back then, like legit, like at the time. And now I, I absolutely love him. He's one of the greatest of all time. So, yeah, my perspective on him has changed. So my appreciation for that and for what they saw in him in 2005 has changed dramatically because I see it now. It just took me a long time to get there. Yeah. I just hated that guy. I mean, um, but, uh, yeah, so it's a great uh, great rivalry. And, yeah, we'll see how it, how it uh, stacks up next month on our top ten rivalry list. We shall see. wonder if it will make it on either of ours. We will see. But uh, another special on Peacock. I actually didn't have a chance to see this one, but you told me about it. They had the WrestleMania 38, uh, 24. Yeah. 38, yeah. 24. Uh, yeah, on there. <laughs> the 24. I don't know if they call them 24s anymore. Yeah, I guess they do. But, Whatever um, it is. Behind the scenes, yeah. look at WrestleMania 38. Uh, and Taker had some fun moments uh, behind the scenes on that one. Yeah, I still haven't finished it, but I'm on the second night of it. But anyway, it's funny because it shows, you know, obviously Taker wasn't on the card, but he was the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. But it shows him uh, the best part of the whole thing is him backstage ribbing Vince for just his whole interaction out there with, with uh, who's it, Pat McAfee and right. uh, and, and Austin Theory and all that, and he's uh, he's just ribbing Vince in the back, like, yeah, Yo, you took that stunner real good, buddy. Like, he's just. I lost my shoes. <laughs> uh, now I, I, I wish he lost 
It's just fun to watch them, regardless of how you feel about Vince and the personal goings on, to see their relationship. And this is something we talked about before the stuff from Vince came out. Like to see the respect that those guys have for each other and how they're like they're like a father son, but they're also like a brother type thing, you know, and and a mentor and a mentee type thing. It's just it's it's so cool to see that there's probably only a handful of guys that could put their hands on Vince's shoulders, squeeze his shoulders, and just rib him for how awful he looked out in the ring. <laughs> And be able to have Vince laugh at him, you know, because, right. I mean, God forbid, Titus O'Neil slapped him on the butt and got fired for, like, two months or whatever that was, you know? I'm just saying, like, it's, it's, it's a it great point. who you are. Yeah. But to see that Taker has the clout to be able to do that and to see that Vince took it in jest, and it was just – it was a really cool moment. that they, I'm glad they captured. And, yeah, again, it's just Taker just, just brutalizing Vince for just how awful he looked out there, which, you know, everyone's thinking, but right. no one can say. No one can, can say it. Yeah. Maybe him and maybe maybe Pritchard can say it. I don't know. Pritchard might have me all say it. So, but uh, anyway, it was really cool. That was just the best part of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll definitely check that out. I haven't had a chance to, but uh, uh, you sold me on it. I will. I will give that a watch on Peacock. And then uh, you mentioned this to me. Uh, Edge, one of the Undertakers. I think he will certainly be on uh, the top ten yeah. rivals list. He'll be on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had some Undertaker comments on WWE Superstar Logan Paul's uh, YouTube show, podcast, whatever it is. I watched Impulsive today because I saw Edge was on there. And uh, it was filmed the week of WrestleMania, right before Mania. Okay. But it just came out, like, I guess as we're recording this, this is the end of April. So it's been four weeks since they recorded it. But um, he was taught, uh, you know, Logan Paul is – amazing at his craft and wrestling right now, but he's coming to it late and doesn't know a lot. So his, his co-host sure. is asking the edge questions and he's getting fed questions from a producer, but he asked like the producer asking this head says like, we need to ask you, is there truth to the rumor that you were going to end the streak or we're offered that? And we mm-hmm. talked about it on here mm-hmm. and um, it's just nice to hear edge hear from the horse's mouth again, where edge is like, yeah, I was offered that. And I said, absolutely not. Like, and they were like, why not? He said, why? I was a made man. He's like, I was already main eventing WrestleMania. It doesn't do anything for me to beat the streak. He's like, plus I thought the streak should never have been beaten. Anyway, you know, he's like, that was the other. He says, he just reiterates stuff we've been saying for five years, that that is the other main event match at WrestleMania. You got your world title match, you got your taker match. That, those are the signature matches that you know are going to be there every single year. So he was just putting it over and saying, yeah, I was offered it. And like, and Logan Paul's like, Did you like, do you regret it? He goes, no. Why would I want why would I want to be the guy who ended history and he doesn't do anything? So then of course they asked him, do you think it ever should be broken? He's like, no, but if so, like, he's like, obviously he's like, I love Brock, but Brock didn't need it. You know, Roman needed it, but it came, you know, a couple years too early or like, you know, he's like, I think he's doing fine now. Roman is, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Roman should have been the guy to do it. But you know, um, anyway, but it was just really cool to see that. And also they just talk about Taker a little bit about just like, um, Logan's asking him like, just about that guy. Do you think he is the epitome of this business? And, and Edge is like, yeah, he's he is the he's everything in this business. He's just and it, and he's been there for thirty years, on top. Like we always say, like he's not gone down the card. He's been at the top since day one, which is insane to think about. You know, because Edge talks about his career and how he had to kind of come up and down and this and that and the other. You know, and 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 really find his character and all that. And he's like, and no one else could have made that dead guy. He's like, he had a white face paint and purple eyeshadow, and he's supposed to be dead. He's like, it's stupid when you think about it. But when right. you 
but he made it work and he evolved and he changed it. He saw the need and he's still that same character until he retired. Like, so it was just cool to hear again, a guy that's this close to Taker say the things that we've all, all the fans been saying, you know, and, to, and we've read from journalists or journalists or whatever. Um, <laughs> it's nice to hear it from somebody who matters, you yeah. know? So that was all it was. It was just very cool to hear that. I'm glad I, I'm glad I caught it before we recorded this. Oh, absolutely. That's great points. You know, uh, uh, Edge, he he's just the coolest guy too. <laughs> no, he is. But I, I was gonna say that feud in two thousand eight, he didn't. Would it have been amazing if he beat the streak and and you know could it have changed his career? Of course. But like that whole rivalry that took place across all of two thousand eight, he didn't need to beat the streak. I mean, he still grew and was elevated uh, yep. in in his career and in his standing, uh, even by losing that yeah. match and losing the hell in a cell match, you know, he was such a great villain in it and the great villain didn't win. You know, he lost, no. he went down, got chokeslammed to hell <laughs> basically mm-hmm. at the end of it. So it's not all, it's not always about all the wins and losses. It's no. about, you know, how you about the story. It's about the story. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. That's what Ed says. It's about the story. Nobody tells a story better than Taker. So, but it was just really cool. And there was, there was a comment underneath that screenshot and it was, somebody said, I got into wrestling. Like La Familia is what got me into wrestling. So I hope they're younger than us. But anyway, he said that, that, that feud between Taker and Edge in 2008, they said, in their opinion, this commenter was like, that's one of the top three feuds of all time. Yeah. Um, and of course, they come in that late. They probably think that, which again, it's definitely one of his top feuds. Both both guys. It's, it's you know, going to be, so it's we'll gonna be in our top 10. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be in our top yeah. 10. No question. I thought it was interesting. Um, I just wanted to mention also talking about WrestleMania weekend. I wanted to mention the Hall of Fame weekend. Not a lot of Taker talk during the Hall of Fame, but a couple guys uh, definitely with connections to Undertaker. Of course, the headliner Rey Mysterio had some not many matches with Undertaker, but the ones he did have were so good. Royal Rumble Broke his 2010 nose. <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, 619 yeah. to the face. Yep, uh, man, I love that Royal Rumble match with them. Um, it. It didn't make my top 20, but it was like right there in the top 25. It was yeah. right there on the outside. Love their chemistry. Um, what a great Hall of Fame speech from Cody as well. The best. I, I said this on our bonus episode. He should go into the Hall of Fame just for giving that <laughs> induction speech. It was honestly probably one of the best I've ever heard. Yeah. And I've seen all of them. So. Uh, it was and then incredible. Tim White, first referee into the Hall of Fame. Uncle Tim. Famously, the referee for the Hell in a Cell between the Undertaker uh-huh. and Mankind. Uh, so certainly has a lasting legacy with the Undertaker. Uh, there's a great picture of Tim with the, the BSK at um, yep. Taker's last ride uh, or, or final farewell there at mm-hmm. Survivor Series 2020. Uh, you know, just shortly before he passed away there. So I don't know if he counts as an official member of the BSK. I don't know uh, how that goes, but he's certainly tight with those guys and got along with them. I posted that on our Instagram uh, back during the Hall of Fame weekend. Uh, so very cool. Um, great moment for his family. Threw me for a loop when his twin was out there on the stage, dude. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> hey, what? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, it's crazy. Um. And then other sad news. I got another guy, no real connection to Undertaker. I looked, man, Googled. I was searching for Undertaker versus Bushwhacker matches, but didn't see any out there. But got to say rest in peace to Bushwhacker Butch. Certainly one of my favorite tag teams growing up. Travis is doing the march over here. and uh, With the sideways crooked ass. 
you, <laughs> you loyal Talking Taker listeners might remember that my dad, we did a little interview with my dad here on yeah. the show at one point, not a wrestling fan in the least, but he, he said, and I didn't know this, <laughs> but he told me his favorite tag team was the Bushwhackers. <laughs> That's what he liked about wrestling. The man's so, got good taste. I texted him when Bushwhacker Butch died and he said, Damn, my favorites. I'll do some stomping this week in their memory. <laughs> so, I don't know if he did, but I hope so. <laughs> oh. Did you love the said you sent man? somebody that and told me to guess who it was, I'd have guessed that was your dad. Of course, that wrote that. of course, man. Did I love the Bushwhackers? Yeah. Absolutely, dude. I lo- like They were one of those people that like moderately into wrestling with Sting and stuff and then just flipping channels. But like they caught my attention as a little kid. They like my my brother and I used to do that. Like not even really watch it, but do that walk and. You can do that for someone, you know, within ten years of our age. You could just do that. They know they'll they'll know it's the bush. You're doing the bushwhacker walk. Those guys never like put on a five star match, ever. Not in WWF. Now before WWF, when they were like the sheep burgers or whatever, right? They were their matches were bloody and brutal and gruesome (laughs) and. it was like a te- it was like two Abdul the Butchers basically in their tag team. They were brutal, but like they didn't need that in WWF, and they got over. And everybody remembers that walk because it's the stuff we talked about years ago. If you got a taunt, you got a signature taunt or a signature move or some entrance, and and people can can uh, you know do it, then that's you know you stand the test of time. You know, they Too many were guys nowadays don't have that. You need guys on the card. Not everybody could be a main eventer. You know, we, we were talking before we went on about AEW and how, like, it seems like all these matches are random and out of nowhere. And, and one thing about AEW is, like, it feels like everybody's just trying to put on a five-star match. Everybody's trying to do the biggest moves and um, kickouts and finishers and all that stuff. That doesn't make a great night of wrestling. Like, you should have a couple of those, but that can't be the whole night. You need some people out there that are just going to do the spots, work the crowd, um, do some comedy and everything. And the Bushwhackers, yeah. you need your Bushwhackers, you need your Hacksaw Jim Duggins. Um, you know, Parka. you need your LaParka. <laughs> Honestly, like the New Day kind of fills yes. that role. Like they can, like obviously two of them have been world champions and that's awesome that they can, you know, do that. But like they can also just, you know, go out and, and be funny and just pop the crowd and work that opening match and, and get the crowd excited, like uh, prime the pump for, for, for everything yeah. that's going on in the night. That's how like Breezango was. You know? Sure. They were, yeah. they were never going to be main eventing WrestleMania as a tag team. They're not the Usos or Sammy Kevin, but they would, those matches would light me up because they were so entertaining, dude. They're great. You know, pretty deadly from NXT. Oh, They're just Otis. like that. Gable yes, and Otis. Boy. Yeah, Otis. It's great, dude. Choosh, you gotta have that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have Otis on here and Gable. <laughs> <They're the best. laughs> Open invitation. Talking to yeah. Alpha Academy. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, uh, well, I don't know if they will be at SummerSlam. I don't know if Alpha Academy will be. Probably not, but. Somebody else will be. We mentioned this on our bonus episode, but this guy right here going to yeah. SummerSlam with some friends of the show, Randy Turco, Steven Zeman of the Collecting Dead Man podcast. Obviously, very sad you're not going to be able to join us, Travis, but for good reason. Your dad's turning 70 that weekend, so That's uh, right. you got to go cel- celebrate your pops. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, very exciting. Uh, just want to mention that. We got SummerSlam tickets. We are part of the biggest SummerSlam sellout. Of all time, apparently. That's right. That's uh, right. So we'll definitely have 
definitely have some bonus content surrounding SummerSlam weekend. I'll, I'll record something with those guys. We'll do a vlog like uh, we had from last year's SummerSlam weekend. And fingers crossed, there'll be another One Dead Man show we can report on and attending that. So something to look forward to this summer. Very excited for that. Oh, yeah. No doubt, man. Yeah, I wish I could make it, but I cannot. I have 140 things that day. But I will be watching that evening from the Peacock. And you'll have a summer sl- or SmackDown report for us in a couple weeks. I will, yeah, a couple weeks. Uh, May 12th, I'll be at SmackDown in Knoxville. So the r- SmackDown after the backlash. So we'll see what happens. What's your hot take? Uh, the internet is very divided on the new world championship. Uh, what do you think about it? My hot take is let's get it on, dude. I love it. It looks <laughs> amazing. It's <laughs> Judge Mills Lane. No, it's uh, it's awesome. I think it looks beautiful. Uh, again, always partial to the big gold belt because as an NWA, WCW fan first. So when it came to WWE, I was very excited to have it. Um, I'm glad that Triple H didn't gift it away. Like he got it gifted to him 20 years ago. That was uh, it's really cool. I'm excited. Um, I guess that'll be in Saudi. So it'll be a couple what weeks after we record this. Oh, is that uh, no, where yeah, a couple the night champions going to be? No, no, no. Yes, yeah, it'll be at the end of May, May 27th. It's okay. The, the, not a champion. So my prediction is usually the Saudi shows are uh, send the fans home happy right. type shows. Yep. A lot of babyface wins. I'm thinking that Seth Rollins gets it. thinking he'll stay on Raw. Roman's on SmackDown probably with the whatever title he's got. And uh, I think Seth gets it. Seth okay. has earned it. So. I, li- I like the belt, too. I know it's divided. It's sexy, man. The internet. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Nobody likes new stuff when it comes out. I think this will definitely grow on people. I think it's a million times better than the belt they've been using for the past seven or eight years. It's so yeah. much. Um, it, it is a little tribute to the big gold. And uh-huh. yeah, look, they're going to have a big WWE logo in the middle of it for branding. Which is smart. Yeah. It's when Because every sports team has a belt somebody has a belt during their parades and that's yeah. why they're going to keep doing that exactly that's not going to change and so this is a nice little compromise for that mm-hmm. um it's not the best belt i've ever seen but i think it's really nice and big improvement and i think people will like it over time for sure i, I think so i'm glad i hope it retains the history of the big gold belt i hope they i don't know they haven't that explained history. that it, well they called recording. it they called it the wwe world heavyweight championship right. so, i mean that should be the same lineage we'll yeah, see we will but, see we will see yeah. uh well that's 2023 that's all the undertaker sightings here but we're gonna take you back to a simpler time back in 1998 peak of the attitude era like we said two matches or yeah two matches we're gonna cover here well one of them has the undertaker in the match another one has him outside the ring but two little gaps in the Talking Taker lineage maybe didn't quite deserve a full episode, but uh, I think they're definitely worthy of talking about here. We combine them into this episode. One match we're just going to discuss briefly here. Uh, another one we're going to do a watch-along for. Uh, the f- Both took place, uh, or one of them took place in April 98, one of them took place in May 98, so we're going to split the difference here at the beginning of May. Let's talk about Mayhem in Manchester. We talked about Manscaped earlier, and uh, boy, I I take my Manscaped bag with me when I travel. I'm going to a wedding uh, here in a couple weeks. I'll be taking my Manscaped bag with me. Hopefully my luggage doesn't get lost like The Undertaker's got lost here back in 1998 or else, you know, he'd he'd be missing his Manscaped bag. He, He was like he was missing his gear here at this show, man. This is infamous for that moment. 
Yeah, what's up with that? I mean, he comes out and he is just—he looks like looks like he's flashing forward two years to two thousand when he comes out in jeans and like a black denim shirt and he doesn't get an entrance like an Undertaker entrance because that would have been weird. Right, I've seen that without that. I think that's exactly why they did that. I don't have to ask anybody that works there. That, I know that's exactly why they did oh, that. Oh yeah, you right, know? right, right, right. So, but yeah, I mean, I guess his gear got left behind in America. I mean, because this is what six days after Mania, I think. I mean, it's yeah, it's right, it's, it's right after Mania. It's right after Mania, they so, always go to Europe right after that um, in April, and I believe on commentary they said six days ago he defeated his brother, but they're back at it or something. So yeah, I mean, it's just just been a few days. So I guess they left. Uh, left was it Boston? Boston. Yeah, I guess he left, his, left right. his luggage in Beantown. <laughs> Maybe he threw it into the, the harbor and thought it was tea or something. I don't know. Well, let's talk about what this is because it was not a pay-per-view. You know, we, we did all those, covered all those UK pay-per-views. And if this was a pay-per-view, we definitely would have done an episode about it. But uh, it was a house show. It was a house show in Manchester uh, in the UK. But it was released on VHS. I'm holding it up here if you're watching it on uh, on our YouTube feed here. It's got the old logo and the scratch logo on it. Yeah. Right? It was in that transition period. They haven't quite gone all the way over yet. Exactly right here. Um, and uh, it was a pretty big video. I, I didn't have it back in the day, but I know a lot of wrestling fans did have this. Um, I recently ordered it off eBay so I could watch it for, for this episode. And the previews on here, it has a whole series of videos that came out at the same time as this one. There was an okay. Austin 316 one. Uh, there was a DX uncensored one. And that was the that big one. selling point. Was uh, uh, yeah. It had some uncensored yeah. moments in there. Uh, a Best of WrestleMania edition. And uh, the other one might have been a Sable video or something like that. But it was like a big five. And these videos were at Walmart, Best Buy. I mean, you saw them everywhere. I had a, I had the WrestleMania one for sure. Uh, but I didn't have this one, but I know a lot of people did. Did you have any of those? Did you have this one? Had you seen this before? I probably wish I had the Sable one oh, back then. Of course. But no, I did not have any of those. Um, 98. No, I would have just been. No, my first video I got was. Um, Breakdown. Uh, Breakdown 98. So, yeah, that was my first wrestling. So, a couple months after this came out. So, yeah. But yeah, I remember getting my tapes from Sam Goody at the mall. Oh, <laughs> or Goody Best got Buy. it. Goody got it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Goody or uh, what's the other place? It became FYE, but it was Suncoast. Suncoast. Something else. Babbage. There was another one. No, Babbage's, Babbage's was, was video games. Video games, yeah. Yeah. There was, there was one, another though. one. I can't remember. It became FYE, but it was right. something else before it that. It was something else. Oh, yeah. If you know, know, listeners, hit us up. Yeah. Remind us about Just that. Think back to your mall in the mid to late 90s. You got your, every mall was exactly the same. Orange Julius. You got your, uh, yeah. <laughs> your You got your little fountain with your giant, like, bunch of pennies <laughs> in it and, like, weird, like, palm branches. You got your Walden books. Yeah. Yep. yeah KB Toys. Oh, KB Toys. Our mall had two KB Toys. One upstairs, one downstairs. One on the top, one on the bottom. Yep. And I don't know why. Of course, you had to go to both. I'm like, I'm gonna check downstairs. You had so. to go to both. Yeah. yeah and I had Babbage's on speed dial because I'd call him whenever <laughs> a wrestling game came out. Ask him to hold it for me. Now, did Babbage's become GameStop, or is that, are those two different things? I think it. I know it took the place of the storefront, but I, I would say it probably got bought by GameStop. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I had to look it up, but yeah, it became Game. Mm. That in our mall, it became GameStop. I right. know that much. <laughs> 
anyway. Yeah, so this was just a house show uh, in the UK. They recorded um, and released here on VHS. Uh, This was kind of post the Coliseum video era when they would put those out. And this was sort of the evolution of that. Some um, exciting matches, not quite pay-per-view matches, but just featuring all those stars. Um, Again, just, you know, trying to make some more money off of uh, the height of the attitude era here. (laughs) we're all over the place tonight guys um great idea you know how you know you're a big bruce springsteen fan i used to be a giant pearl jam fan you know black crows you can go online the night of their show and you can buy it on nugs.com nugs.net whatever so like a lot of bands do that nowadays especially in this post-covid live stream era like you can go Pearl Jam's been doing it for 20 years, but like right. you can go on, like they 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 record audio of and mostly video too, because nowadays every arena has those screens, so they're constantly recording it. What if they what if WWE did that with house show? That's a great. Like you idea. could go online on shop.com and you could just you know they'll send you a DVD yeah. or, or or like a like a link a and you can file. just stream yeah. a little zip file. You could stream your house show, no commentary, no like graphics, just you get your house show. That would be awesome, man. Who wouldn't do that? I would do it all the time. Of course. Who cares if they're the same, like same matches every night? It'd just be fun to have that memory because you're gonna bring. Yeah. You just gotta bring. Like in the '90s, you had to bring it home in your brain and like your little wind-up camera. Now you can film stuff on your phone. But like, imagine if you had, you know, you take. Your, I would take my kids. And like, you know, I'd, I'd I'd buy it that night, you know, and have a little live stream of it, and then be able to show it to them years later. It'd be so fun. That's dude. a great concept. I can't believe they've never done that. I just, I might have to write an email. <laughs> you might get hired. Golly, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Maybe it'll be hard with you. Well, if you were to take uh, the uh, the recording of this show home, let me tell you a little bit about the card here, the card. what you would see. Um, so th- this tape is, it, it's some of it is clipped. Some of it's not the entire show. Uh, once they get into the bigger matches, they do show the whole match. But some of it is hosted by Michael Cole, and he's just kind of narrating highlights of some of these matches. So uh, we start off a hot opener. I talked about the Bushwhackers being a great opening match. This one, we got um, 2023 AEW superstar Jeff Jarrett uh, taking on Brockus. What's next, dude? Just go. <laughs> next. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Jarrett defeats Brockus. Uh, then we got the Godwins defeating the Disciples of Apocalypse here. Skull and eight ball. Take my money. <laughs> <laughs> Main event anywhere in any country right there. Good golly. Uh, we got Bradshaw defeating Mark Marrow uh, following that up. That was probably fun. That was kind of fun. Um, Shamrock, Ken Shamrock and Owen Hart, who is weirdly wearing uh maybe his gear got lost or something too because he's wearing his like 1996 slammy award-winning gear even though he's like the blackheart during yeah. this time uh very strange yeah. they defeated the rock and d'lo brown uh in a really fun tag team match dang a uh, highlight of this one watching it back was ken shamrock went to the crowd and got a sign out of the crowd and took it in the ring to show everyone that said Rocky sucks, Val Venus. <laughs> oh, wow. 1998 for you. Yeah. Uh, 
Goldust defeated Cactus Jack, if you can believe that. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, he got the win over Cactus Jack. We had a big cat fight with Luna and Sable in the middle of that one. Um, LOD 2000 defeated the New Age Outlaws uh, by disqualification. Honestly, my favorite match watching this tape. It was like old school. New Age Outlaws were doing all the old heel tag team cheating stuff. Very, very fun match. Uh, Then Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, go ahead. They would have just joined DX like yeah. days earlier. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. That's right. cool. That's uh, cool. Stone Cold defeated Triple H. So right after he defeated Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, obviously Shawn goes away for a while after that one. He moves on to defeat Triple H. China gets involved. China eats a stunner on this one. Pretty good little match. And then surprisingly, our main event is Kane versus The Undertaker. Instead of the world champion, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H. We got the main event. Uh, Triple H wasn't a main eventer quite yet. So uh, we got Kane and Undertaker as the main event of this match. And yeah, dude, um, that's so weird. Taker is in street gear. I think it. uh, we've already disproven the rumors that Undertaker lost his gear at Survivor Series 2000 Mm -hmm. uh, with the Godfather himself. Talked about that here on the show and disproved that rumor. But this, again, further disproves that, I think, because he didn't borrow anybody's gear when he lost his gear. He just wore his street clothes yeah. to the ring. Uh, and so um, very odd sight to see here. And, and I think that's what most people probably remember if they've seen this match. Yeah, it was different to see in this time. You know, if you're watching it in 1998, you're like, what is happening? But it is cool, like I said, to see knowing what we know now, he probably got a taste for like, huh, this. Mm. you know, I can do this because, yeah, you know, within he's, I mean, a year and a half later, he's gone for a few months and then comes back as the biker taker. So, I mean, maybe this was, uh, you know, maybe he's like, okay, well, all right, well, I can change. Cause I mean, like he always says the reason he, he had to change because of guys like Austin and guys like, you know, triple H and, and stuff like that, just their character. They just, he had to get more realistic in this era. So I mean, and nobody's more realistic than uh, Billy Gunn, who attacks along with DX. They attack Undertaker here in the entrance, and Billy Gunn wearing some FUBU overalls uh, to attack Undertaker. If there was a sign of the times, that's your stamp right there. Like, <laughs> what year is this? Oh, okay. Okay. Old BG's rocking some FUBU overalls. <laughs> Speaking of, I just had somebody give me a Tommy Hilfiger jacket for my birthday. It was their, their like, dads and just passed away. Nice. And they like, this, this looks like you, Travis. And I was like, heck yeah, it is. Absolutely. I've never owned Tommy in my life. But hey. It looks exactly a grandpa jacket that I would wear. So no. I've got, the like, time. four grandpa jackets now, so I can't wait. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Can't wait yeah. to see it. Well, uh, you know, this match, uh, like you said, it doesn't quite deserve a watch-along, but we can talk about the highlights here. But it, it's mainly... The Undertaker selling for Kane uh, after yeah. that attack by DX. Kane just dominates the early going. Uh, the crowd is chanting rest in peace for Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Um, Kane's out there with Paul Bearer, of course. Um, did you notice the referee in this match? Uh, Stosh McGee? <laughs> Who was that? Mark Eaton. It was a Mark Eaton? The okay. ta- t- timekeeper, traditionally, timekeeper. but uh, he's yeah. filling in as a referee on this card. I mean, they left the timekeepers behind, the referees' office. So. They just left everything behind. So, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, it, they tell the story of DX beats up Undertaker on his way in, 
And so he's weakened, and so Kane is capitalizing on it. It's not just Kane is owning him because we saw at Mania, they were kind of, you know, on the same level. But yeah, he does a lot of selling for Kane, and then it's over. <laughs> yeah, basically total dominance from Kane. Paul Bear, of course, is milking the camera on the outside. He's got a great yeah. moment where he's just like, "It's all over for the dead man." Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yes, yes, it's all over for the dead man. That's Paul Bearer, of course. Taker, he's like, his shirt eventually has just like got one button hanging on there <laughs> yeah. in the middle. It's ba- barely hanging on there. But um, he gets oh. a goozle, choke slam on Kane after getting beat up for a few minutes. And then Kane gets right up from that choke slam. He doesn't even sell it. He just gets nope. right back up. But then Undertaker hits a tombstone and gets the win in about five minutes here. Yeah, like five minutes long, and it took him three tombstones. Still kicked out after three uh, at WrestleMania. Yeah. But then this one, it took him just one, and he pins him. Um, Paul Bear's on the apron. He gets a punch from Undertaker, gets knocked down, and (laughs) then Kane It's like he wants to fall off the apron, but he doesn't quite. He's, like, kind of scared, so he just holds himself (laughs) on the apron, like, kind of hanging half off and half on. So It works. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Kane does get up again. He doesn't sell the yeah. tombstone for long, but Undertaker uh, clotheslines him out of the ring and and celebrates. So we leave the uh, the fans uh, send send them home happy here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not much of a match, but it is definitely I'm sure um, so many wrestling fans in 1998 owned this tape, um, and so it's probably a very famous match for a lot of Undertaker fans. Weirdly, not on. It was never on the WWE Network. It's not on Peacock to this day. I don't really understand why. I don't. I don't know why stuff is on there and why stuff's not. So I'm still waiting for WWE Saturday Night, the whole series, oh, and man. all of yeah. and all of Thunder. They're still missing some Thunder. Sunday. Shotgun Saturday Night. Shotgun. Velocity. Velocity. <laughs> Where is yeah. it? Release the Velocity tapes. WWE. I know. I know. I don't understand. We need to start a hashtag on Twitter. So, uh, you know, it, going. It, uh, it doesn't quite deserve its full its own episode, but I think it deserved a mention. Um, you'd mentioned yeah. it uh, back on our Unforgiven 1998 episode. You recapped it a little bit, uh, and but uh, you know, I think it deserved an, another look Absolutely. back here, uh, 25 years later. Very famous match, um, even if it's not a very uh, great one. But um, this next match we're going to cover over the edge 98. We're going to go more in depth on it. Uh, this is the main event of that show. Undertake, excuse me, Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to face Dude Love with Vince McMahon as the guest referee, Pat Patterson as the guest timekeeper, Gerald Briscoe. Uh, Gerald Briscoe is the guest timekeeper, Pat Patterson is the guest ring announcer, The Undertaker is the guest enforcer on the outside of the ring. And I, I, I'm just going to be selfish here and say this is just one of my favorite matches of all time. So I just thought it'd be fun for us to do a watch along commentary on it uh, just for uh, kicks and giggles here. But it does definitely have The Undertaker in a significant role. I think it is. Do you if unless you remember otherwise, I think it's the only time he ever played an enforcer slash referee role ever in his entire career. I think so. I yeah. think it is. I'm trying to wrap my brain to think if there's anything else. I mean, he, he's interfered in main event matches before, like at King of the Ring at the end and stuff, but uh, 98. But, I mean, as far as – or, like, Chokeslam and Edge to Hell and all that stuff, like, he's he's come back and – but yeah, or kicking out of the casket. But I can't think of him being an actual 
you know, organized enforcer or no. referee. He never was a guest referee. He never wore think. the zebra stripes. Ever, no. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is his, his, his one time, one time only uh, enforcer. So. so certainly a unique anomaly here. Um, Travis, do you, what do you remember about the storyline going into this match as we get ready to watch it back? Um, well, it's his peak, uh, Austin versus McMahon stuff. And so Austin is, uh, Vince has backed Austin to a corner and basically has everything up against Austin. You know, like I said, he's got all his stooges there as the, um, referee and the timekeeper and all that. He's just basically using dude love as, uh, I guess a proxy to get the title off of Austin. He doesn't, he doesn't right. want dude love to be the champion. He just doesn't want Austin to be a champion. So he's kind of Vince is kind of swallowing his pride and dealing with this idiot dude love or Mick Foley. <laughs> like he, he doesn't really care for mankind, and this will continue on the rest of the year. But um, he you know he's using him to take the title off of Austin because Austin is just you know worthless in his mind. Because this is he has the smoking skull belt at this point, doesn't he? Or is he not yet? I don't remember. Um, no, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Okay, it's still the come here. That's right. Okay, but anyway, he's just he's backing Austin to a corner uh, and just kind of using everything. Just great heel stuff. I mean, what what a heel should do. Yeah, I mean, and this was just a couple weeks after the first time Raw ever beat Nitro in the ratings, yeah. or, or, or not ever, but it, it broke the eighty three weeks streak. Yeah, first time it broke the streak. Yeah, uh, and the, that Austin McMahon match where Dude Love comes out mm-hmm. and, and interferes and. Um, we're going to skip past the video package uh, for this match, but it, it recaps a moment where a uh, great episode of Raw where um, Vince McMahon is out bragging about assaulting Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then Stone Cold comes out and says, uh, this man just admitted to assaulting me, so I want the police officers, your security guards, <laughs> to arrest you. Yeah. And so they arrest him. Vince McMahon has to apologize and agree to terms for this match with Good Love, and one of the terms that he's agreed to is that there can, there can be a special enforcer outside of the ring. And Vince has said, Another condition that should someone volunteer to stand guard while I officiate the match at the pay-per-view this Sunday to ensure that I call the match fair and square. I accept that condition too because there isn't one WWF superstar on the roster that can intimidate me. Not one. Um, which is, you know, the big cue for The Undertaker uh, yeah. to come out and be the enforcer here. And it really sets the stage. This match does is the beginning of that whole Highway to Hell storyline that carries us throughout the summer of 98. It is the first real interaction and commingling of The Undertaker moving on from Kane because he hasn't really been doing anything since WrestleMania and the Inferno right. match with Kane. He did that, but he hasn't done anything really to move on from that. And this is him sort of transitioning into that storyline with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mr. McMahon and getting involved in all of that. And the cahoots. Ah, the cahoots, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to pick this up here at 2 hours, 15 minutes, 0 seconds here on Peacock on Over the Edge 98. Uh, it's a little confusing to find this match. Uh, I, it, it isn't in your house pay- pay-per-view technically, but it's not in the in-your-house section. It's in the Over the Edge 1998 section. 
because there's also an over the edge 1999 section for some reason they're not together on peacock but there's separate entries for both of those so this is over the edge 1998 season one episode one of over the edge 1998 the only one of those so uh you might have a little difficulty searching around for that but uh you're gonna look for two hours 15 minutes even there and i really do encourage you if you've never seen it before if you haven't seen it a long time go back a little bit before where we're going to start from because Pat Patterson and is going to do in intros for Gerald Briscoe and Vince McMahon. And he's reading off note cards and it, they're just playing up this whole, just, yeah. they're so obnoxious. He, um, he calls Gerald Briscoe the heartbeat of America. Yeah. And, uh, it's he's, great. He's you know doing all this stuff for Vince McMahon. We're going to see a little bit of it with the dude love stuff. Um, Howard Finkel does the intros for, Pat Patterson, and he's reading off the cue cards. and A legend who held over 20 titles throughout his illustrious career. What cards has he got? This man made World Wrestling Federation history by becoming the first ever intercontinental champion by surviving a grueling tournament held in Rio de Janeiro. Wink, wink. When we speak of this great man, we can only compare him to other Canadian legends such as Wayne Gretzky, Gordy Howe, and the great M. Murray, a role model for children, a friend to us all. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome tonight's guest ring announcer, World Wrestling Federation Hall of Famer, Mr. Pat Patterson. Jim Ross is just fun. vomiting on commentary and all this stuff. Uh, Jerry Lawler is on his feet, just doing a round of applause for Vince McMahon as he comes out. It's so good. It's, it's great, just, man. This is the best sports entertainment match ever, man. This is it's peak Vince Russo stuff. It really dude. is. It really is. This, if you want to say for all the stuff Vince Russo did wrong, tell me, tell me something he did right. I'll show you this match right here. This whole entire thing is just. Perfect Vince Russo, Vince McMahon, oh, yeah. sports entertainment. You know, this, so mean, you, I, go ahead. I was gonna say you got Vince shaking hands with Patterson and Briscoe next to him. Yeah, you got? <laughs> like a three-way okay. handshake. Going okay, a three-way on. handshake. Okay, <laughs> yeah. making sure we're the same thing. Um, so yeah, we can talk about this. I, I, I'll have some memories. I watched this one live, so I, I'll talk about that here as we watch it. But uh, I know we want to get into the I action the first time here. I watched it. So all right, well we'll, we'll discuss we'll all that. that here. Um, two hours, 15 minutes, zero seconds. If you do want to watch it along with us, this is a great one to watch along, especially if you haven't seen it in a long time. I think it's actually pretty underrated. I don't think it gets enough yeah. love. So uh, let's Dude. cue it up, Travis. Why don't you give us the countdown and we will enjoy this one. This is be a fun one. All right, we'll go three, two, one, play. And if you push it on play. And three, two, wait a second, hold on. All right. I'm pushed too early. <laughs> We're going to go on three, two, one, play again. Ready? Three, two, one, play. All right. I waited a second because I accidentally pushed the space bar. All right. So, Stone Cold, please whoop my... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what a great sign. The Revco in Milwaukee, Wisconsin was sold out of cardboard on this night. Oh, yeah. 
I hope everybody had a science project dude next day. <laughs> <laughs> they were SOL. Yeah. So yeah, this took place in, on uh, May 31st, 1998 at the uh, Wisconsin Center Arena in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee. So, Dang. Pat so Patterson. Is, well, he's saying. Here. Yeah. Pat Patterson is 57, I looked up today, and Joe Briscoe is 53, I think. So he's Chris Jericho. Right, right. And uh, I read something the other day. Vince McMahon is, in 1998, is the same age as Shane McMahon is today. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That'll make you feel and old. Shane blew his knee up. Here he comes. The he, dude. He's got his teeth in. He's got the... He, he's man, he's done some manscaping on those uh, sideburns and the side of that beard, for sure. Look at that dance he's got going on. So awesome. Again, two what a years great before story, this, man. two years before this, Vincent Mann brought him in as a rib. Basically, Russ, right. Yeah. To say, when he doesn't get over, it's on you. And now here he is, two years later. I mean, he already has main evented stuff against Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, but now he is in the main event and hugging the guy who yeah. hired him and said he would never amount to anything, got to cover his face. And now he's main eventing against the hottest act in all of wrestling, um, Stone Cold. And it's so creative. It's so fresh. It's so original. And that's why WWE was starting to turn the tide against WCW here. People were getting tired of WCW. Uh, some of the same old NWO, Hulk Hogan, beatdowns and everything. And this was so fresh and so yeah. unique. That's why I it's... ordered this pay-per-view. Uh, I didn't order all the pay-per-views uh, because it was a battle back then trying to get Mom and Dad, I told you my dad didn't like wrestling. You know that for sure. Uh, so it was like a battle. Anytime I wanted to order a pay-per-view, I had to have a reason. Or I think this was probably because end of the school year, I got good grades or something. Like I could yeah, sell school my been out. Uh, you know, let me get the pay-per-view this month. Um, I think that had to be what it was. I can't remember exactly. Had to. Uh, but, you know, because you were taking up the living room TV. You know, I couldn't couldn't get the pay-per-view. For on, three hours. Yeah, for three hours on Sunday night. It's prime time. That's yeah. X Files, Simpsons, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> HBO premium. Premium home blend. Content. <laughs> that too. Look how small Foley is, though. Oh, Pat Patterson has basically said he's not going to oh. introduce Stone Cold Steve Austin, a scumbag, a worthless piece of trash. He doesn't even say his name, uh, so he throws the mic down. But he needs no introduction here. No, that crowd just stood up. You know what just happened? That glass broke. Dude, Stone Cold walking out with a six pack, and I'm not talking about Miller Lite, man. No, he is ripped. He is, man, to shreds. Oh my gosh! Briscoe Brothers uh, body shop <laughs> car back there. It's all keep over that in, Keep that in your mind. <laughs> yeah, what a cool set! All the old uh, junk cars building yeah. up that whole set. So unique, so different. Well, that's when they used to do that. I loved it. I loved getting the video games and seeing the unique sets and stuff they would have from the previous year. It was awesome. Guys, I apologize for my nose. <laughs> I cut the grass tonight, so I'm allergies are killing me. Oh, we're in Pollen City here. Yeah. Yeah, Austin has a six-pack of abs on him. He is 37, 38 here, I think it is. Yeah, he's our age. I think he's, yeah, yeah, I don't have a six pack. Not like at that. all. 
But yeah, do I look that angry and mean? <laughs> my head? Do I look that mean? I think like you would does? if you shaved your head. Yeah. You think so? Well, we'll find out. And Vince, right here, man, it, it, it's, forget how early it is. He, he'd only been the Mister McMahon character for a few months at this time, but for he is seven months, six so months, so yeah. natural in it. He's just playing himself. Oh yeah, it's great. And he's just asking for that belt right there. That was so brilliant about the storyline. He didn't just immediately screw over Stone Cold, no. or, or like take forfeit the belt and take it. You know, he's trying to do everything sort of by the book. You know, he he's yeah. gonna have dude love pin him and, and win the belt but he's going to be the referee for it and he's got his stooges out there on the outside he's doing everything he can to stack the odds but yeah it's, it's going to be sort of by the book it's going to be sort of fair and legal and again it's just storytelling exactly. how lame is it to just rip the title off of him and that's just that's awful you know and there's a you know there's a old adage of like oh uh-oh uh-oh. Vince had the finger up to ring the bell, but the bell tolls. Yep. The other bell. The other bell rang. Saved by the bell, if you will. Oh, there he is. I was just going to say there's an old adage of show, don't tell. Um, and that's what they're doing here. They're, they're not just taking the title off of him quickly or something. They're showing the storyline of how this is all playing out. Look at Taker walking out. He's got his gear back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Back in the States. Got his gear. <laughs> He's walking out. That's Again, in his, that's in his, uh, his carry-on. Not yeah. his checked bag anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Carries it on with him. Um, you mentioned Saved by the Bell. I, I listened to the Bottom Line cast, most recent episode, and they, Mike could not remember the lyrics to the Saved by the Bell theme song. He was getting it wrong. What? That's Get, crazy. Do it for me. Uh, well, hold on. No. Uh, yeah, exactly. Let's yeah, <laughs> see you do it. As it rings, it's a well. I wake up in the morning and my lung gets out of warning. I don't think mm. I'll ever make it on time. That's what he, he didn't know. By the, the time uh, I got my books and I give myself a look, I'm at, at the, the corner, corner just in time to see, see the, the bus stop. It's all right because I'll say my best. Yeah, he didn't if know. The teacher uh, pops a test. I know I've been a mess and my dog ain't done my homework last night. Beep, beep. Riding low in my chair, she won't know what I'm there. If I could have it in tomorrow, it'll, it'll be, be all right. right. <laughs> yeah, all right. I think I got it. I nailed it. <laughs> All it took was that. <laughs> Come back to it. <laughs> Come on, Mike. Where you at, Prue? Uh, we know Mike's watching, so we uh, we love you, Mike. Um, Undertaker is going to be the enforcer here. He is going to make sure things go down the right way. He's the conscience of the WWE, and Mr. Man is pissed. He was He's not mad. expecting that. That ruins his what? plans right here. Yeah, he was expecting it, but he's the one that put the, like, the – challenge out so. well he had to that was part of the stipulations um, yeah i don't know if he had to be wearing cargo pants but he is <laughs> vince wearing cargo black pants oh austin <laughs> he can stuff those middle it. fingers in those extra pockets i guess fill him what if he had his mustache back here like he does now <laughs> <laughs> somebody put online that vince looks like uh creepy Walt Disney and I couldn't get it out of my mind. <laughs> One, two, oh, quick count. A little quick Vince. count. Oh, his earpiece is falling out. Oh. Austin's mad. He knows that's a quick count. He's angry. He's not going to get away with that. Nope. That taker's standing up there on the steps like, boy, <laughs> you watch yourself. You know what's funny? Because it's, like, it's almost like 
the Montreal screw job real life is That's playing absolutely. out in front because Taker was literally backstage mm. <laughs> waiting there like in case something happened. They're one hundred percent playing Almost. off of that. There, you know, Russo's like, ah, let's put, because Russo's all about, oh, yeah, putting the backstage stuff in front of the camera. He thinks, which is not wrong, that does sell tickets. So, um, yeah, bro, we always, oh, go ahead. No, I I was gonna say, we always talk about the crowd on these shows. I think, I'm not exaggerating, I think 50%, if not more, of people in this crowd are wearing an Austin 316 t shirt. They all stood up, and I think at least half of them. That or the uh, other side, jackass T-shirt. Yeah. That looks like everything in the crowd right now. I mean, he had that's the highest selling shirt ever, right? I mean, if I'm not yeah. m- mistaken, the Austin yeah, sixteen. So. That or NWO got me the two best shirts ever. I mean, you can't get any better than that. Nope, doesn't get so, any better than that. Oh, I was gonna say if Russo was writing for AEW right now, he would book CM Punk versus Kenny Omega in that's in a exactly match like on the first do. day. You know. Because he's a business guy that understands what people want to see. No, that's yeah. exactly what they should He also do. puts Judy Bagwell on a pole, but he also gives <laughs> stuff like that. Nobody's perfect. So, no. Dude, love. So this, um, let's see, 98. So in the fall, what game would have come out? Oh, we would have had still had WWE interview Revenge. <laughs> Austin threw him by his shirt. The Irish whipped him by his shirt. Um, so that would have been like Warzone or something for the PlayStation. Right. Uh-oh. Is that his teeth? That's Dude Love's front teeth right there. And Stone oh. Cold stops on him. What a great moment. Yeah. And that was not planned. That just happened. Right. And Stone Cold was happened. smart enough to notice it and play into it. That's, what, that's why this so, match is so good. What a pro does, man. He's so good. I love Dude Love's fake tattoo on his shoulder, too. Yes. <laughs> the red the red heart. <laughs> Like colors it on. It's so funny. And dude, love is such an absurd character, but like it, Mick Foley. Only Mick Foley could pull this off and yeah. sell this, where he's this corporate uh, dude, love character. But it, it absolutely worked. I mean, this stretch of Monday Night Raw going into this, it's man, it's iconic. Like if you're gonna go it back is. and watch, so it's like watching a great season Ooh. of television. It is. Yeah. If you want to watch good wrestling, don't. If you want to watch good entertainment. And yeah. you, you're not going to get a bunch of five-star matches. You're going to get a bunch of entertainment, a bunch of good storytelling, and just stuff that captivates you, man. Yep. It's great. Yeah, like you said, this is the character he always wanted to be that basically was told this will never be because it's too stupid. So they put him in Mankind, and then he's allowed to bring Cactus Jack in. Right. And then he's allowed to bring Dude Love in. And honestly, he's always said I had more fun with Dude Love because – I got to be the guy I wanted to be. He was my character as a kid, you know? Right. It'd be like me and you getting to wrestle and you being, you know, <laughs> Gordita. <laughs> those, are those characters where we used to make Chalupa. <laughs> They're in Wisconsin. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee. Brewing it up. This it is man crazy. Just playing the perfect heel. The crowd is so into those guys on the front row. Is that Bruce Pritchard? <laughs> 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 it's like brother love Bruce Pritchard. Taker's wandering the outside like a lion. Oh, Russian leg sweep from Dude Love. Ugh. Vince. Shoots the half. Tore his quads. <laughs> falling over there. Look at that glare from Undertaker back yeah. in the corner. Watch yourself. Watch 
back, pal. Crowd's getting Ooh. into it with the chance. Oh, yeah. So, 98, I mean, you were definitely watching back then. I don't think. Oh, yeah. I think I watched this with Paul Lands uh, back at my house. I, I don't think you watched it. You said you remember watching it for the first time, though. I do. I watched it with you at your house. Okay. We, um, I believe, I don't know if you had it on tape yet or if you rented it. I definitely recorded it off the pay-per-view. That's what it was then. Yeah. One night I spent a night with you and you're like, I got to show you the greatest match that like at the time you were just like, this is the, one of the best matches ever. And, uh, you know, I'd obviously been following wrestling, but I hadn't seen this match and I was always more WCW and WWF. I still loved it, but, um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd rather watch a nitro versus a raw if you had to, you know, gun to my head. But, um, I, so yeah, I spent a night with you one Friday night and we watched this and I was like, this isn't so good. It's so fun. It's just, it's so fun. It's just everything, man. It's just, and it's, it's cool because like you mentioned, the tide's kind of turning in the business and these are two, I mean, these guys have been around for right. no. eight years, 10 years, but on the lower card. So this is two fresh, this fresh meat in the main event, dude. Mm. Like, whereas on Nitro, yes, you've got Goldberg. And you've got uh, maybe some DDP-ish on that edge. But, like, other than that, you've got the old guys who've been around forever in the main event, which, again, is great. But with this, in 1998, people wanted something different, you know? And that's why WCW was able to, or WWF was able to, you know, overtake them. Yeah, these were WCW guys. They were they rode together. They were friends back yeah. in WCW. Uh, and it's so funny that they've changed and transformed so much from Cactus Jack and stunning oh, Steve Austin. The head stuck in the ropes. Uh, Dude the, loves. The spot that cost him his ear. Exactly. Back against well. Vader. Oh, he, he saves the ear tonight. Yeah. And JR just said he, he lost half an ear that way. No, okay. Taker's just looming in the background, oh. making sure Vince is not screwing stuff up. <laughs> He's such a great presence on the outside. That reminded me of like the AJ Styles thing. <laughs> He's standing there and the it's light comes thing. on and yep. takes you right behind him. Yeah. No, oh, of course, to the Sorry. Spanish announce table. You. Yeah. The Spanish announce table. The SAT. Are those guys still the Spanish announcers? No, Hugo Svinovich has not been there for a while. Okay. Um, he just rags in the company all the time um, on podcasts and stuff. No, the guys that are there are good, though. I do. I, I like <laughs> you watch the Spanish commentary? You listen to it from time to time. <laughs> hey, man, four days from now, it's Cinco de Mayo. I'll listen to it then. <laughs> I need some, yeah, why not? <laughs> Change it up. Well, the... You know what? When they're in Saudi Arabia, I listen to the that one. Oh, you did? So, that sue one? me. They're going to be in backlash. <laughs> Which one is and that? I'm going to listen to the Puerto Rican one, <laughs> which is probably Spanish. <laughs> Which one's that one in Saudi Arabia? So I don't want to offend anybody by saying uh, we the wrong want, language. We don't want to cancel Travis here. But, no. uh, uh, let's talk about what the announcer just said. Pat Patterson just announced that this is a reminder that this is a no count out match, oh. which was not announced beforehand. That was Vince right. McMahon walking over to him saying, I'm not, dude loves not going to lose that way. Um, exactly. And Jim Ross just has a conniption saying, since when? Since when? Oh! <sighs> My favorite spot yeah. in the whole match. And then Austin. What just, just what just happened? Oh, he clotheslined Dude Love off of the timekeeper table into the crowd. Like, 
a bat out of hell, just a uh, hundred miles an hour. No mats. Yeah, no mats on the, on the concrete. And then Austin just goes nuts and puts the middle fingers up, and the crowd loves it. <laughs> it's he's stopping on it's just stepping all over. <laughs> I never noticed that before. He's just making stuff up. <laughs> That he walks over the guardrail and just starts <laughs> stomping on Briska. Oh, what an insane bump, man. Those are the bumps that took years off of Mick Foley's career, too. Yeah. Like those he would do stuff like that in every match. It's not just the hell in a cell stuff. It was Mm-mm. little things. Just oh, it was awesome, but not necessary. Oh. Austin just rode a bucking bronco. Yeah, he did. Bounced off the middle rope. Woo! need somehow. <laughs> the signs of Vince sucks. Uh-oh. Oh, the heroic Gerald Briscoe. He holds up the hammer. He's up. He's okay. He's got the hammer. The heartbeat of America. That's right. That's what we always call him. Basement, <laughs> basement slide, drop kick to Austin to roll him off into the apron. Fellow podcaster Gerald Briscoe. That's right. Uh oh, about to go for a tope suicida. <laughs> Not quite. Or not. <laughs> Mick Foley. Oh, <laughs> neck breaker right there. Almost like a diamond cutter. And uh, oh, now Vince. Taker's just chasing Vince away. All right, Vince is telling Patterson something. He's giving him another reminder. Just a reminder. Oh, it's that a reminder that falls rock. count anywhere in this match. Oh. Yeah, just in case anyone had forgotten the rules that were not announced beforehand. Exactly. It's perfect heel move, dude. It's, it's great. so smart. It's so it's, funny. It's cool because sometimes they have these matches booked and then like on the night of the show, they go, oh yeah, by the way, this is no DQ. Like yes. uh, Punk and Jericho at WrestleMania 28. Undertaker now, had a few. I think there was Undertaker, Triple, Undertaker H, and Triple H and Saudi yeah. or Australia, wherever they fought each other. And they're like, oh, by the way, this yeah. is also, yeah. But like this one, it makes sense. And even, I think it was Seth and KO had one at was the Silent Mania. I think they had a match and like it ended and then like it restarted or something, but like it didn't make any sense. Yeah. But uh, th- this one all makes sense. It's all part yeah, of Vince the story. Vince is scrambling. He, he's doing whatever he can to screw over Austin here. Yeah. And Austin just pulled a D-Lo Brown and went through the front windshield. Yeah. Oh, nice callback. Yeah. yeah. Like he did a D-Lo. That's right. About eight months before. Again, that's so funny. They're using these cars that are out there for the stage, and it, it I love plays it. a part in this match. They're taking bumps off of them. Painting them on the hood of a Honda. Yeah. Vince, Vince <laughs> counting on the slow, slow count. <laughs> oh. And Vince has that frustration, like, oh, only a one count. Well, I hope Vince doesn't do a... A leapfrog, he might tear his quad like his son did if we're the same age. Briscoe has uh, walked up the aisle holding the bell and the hammer in his head just to be there to ring the bell just in case. Oh, stun gun on the trunk of a car. Gonna pin him. One, two. Oh, kick. Vince what with kind, a pretty pretty nice count there. What kind of car is that? Is that a Geo? Could be. Geo Metro? I don't know what that is. I remember Alex Doty in uh, in high school drove one of those. Used to drive me home in one of those. (laughs) Go drive home. I'd love. You think they have those cars in the warehouse? 
Uh, absolutely. They probably got oh. at least one of them. It's and a I, cool set. It's so cool. Oh, oh Austin goes God, flying man. over the Cadillac. Or uh, Oldsmobile or something. Yeah. The caddy might have been, might have been an Oldsmobile. I don't know. I get him confused. Looks like what you used to drive back in high school. Yep. Exactly. You drove an old tank, man. I did. I drove a tank and then I drove a mini tank. Oh, <gasps> sunset flip off the hood of the car. Dude love. Only gets Man. a two count there. Yeah, straight on a cement. There's no mats. Dude love did not care. This is just insane. This is what you, you see very rarely. This brawling out into the crowd, but it was every main event match in the Attitude Era. Especially if it was Austin in there. He's always going the crowd. Oh, yeah. Signature. He did it he with Kevin Owens ball. last year. Yeah. He just su- took a suplex on the, on the, in the crowd. Yeah, it was like awesome. Like an idiot. That match was so good. <laughs> Dude Love's got the tailpipe. Taker standing there, scaring away Vince. Taker's ready to roll. He's got his elbow pads, his uh, he's, hands. He's got right. everything on. He's just in case. Go. Oh, muffler oh, to the back. That was about as bad as Hogan's <laughs> chair shot. <laughs> Maybe not the best moment. Like he was waiting for Austin to. Oh, but oh, it, Austin's cut open. Yeah, busted him open somehow. Hit him on the back and then cut his head open. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him so hard the blood shot out the, his forehead. <laughs> That's like Mortal Kombat or something. I can't believe it. He's so frustrated <laughs> that Dude Love hasn't won yet. <laughs> but then you saw him turn over his shoulder to Undertaker. You're like, oh, yep. oh, oh, oh yeah, never, never mind. <laughs> it's great, man. Vince is one of the greatest characters ever. Everyone in this match just plays the role so perfectly. Everyone That's in the match has so a character. Yes. And everyone yes. plays that character yes. perfectly. Camera guy wants them to move back. Uh-oh. What does dude love doing? He's climbing on top of the Caprice Classic or whatever it is. Austin laying down. Taker just perusing around. Dude love can, can. suck it. <laughs> oh, oh, classic dude missed. love elbow. Missed it. Missed it by that much. That much. Oh, man. Stone Cold with the quick cover. Two. Vince looking over his shoulder at Taker. That's so good. Golly, they're all playing their roles so well. It's just fantastic. Taker's making sure everything goes by the book here. Johnny Longshorts in the audience there. Golly, this is Screams 1998, man. I love it. His shirt says Think Big, and uh, yeah. he certainly is. Well... <laughs> uh, What's your favorite memory of your old uh, Cadillac that you drove in high school? Um, probably knocking those dudes off their bicycles at the beach on accident <laughs> when I tooted their horn. I tooted the horn at them and it sounded like a freight train and they fell off the bikes. And uh, I looked in my rearview mirror and I felt really bad because I didn't mean to scare them off the bike. I just meant to like frighten them. I mean, that's pretty good. Fell off their bikes onto the sidewalk. I was going to say when bad. we uh, also yeah. almost killed you. Yeah. <laughs> A bee flew in while I was driving you home. I mean, the first weekend I got my license. 
And uh, first day I was driving you home, and with B flew in the window, and I tried to grab her or something. I don't know what happened. I tried to move out of the way, and I turned the wheel, and we rode into a neighbor's yard and hit the mailbox. The mailbox skidded across the hood and hit the window, and we stopped and I checked on you, and you were all right. And our hearts were beating a thousand miles an hour. And I might have peed my pants, home. but yeah, we we, we survived. We survived. Yeah, the mailbox went flying. It went flying like dude love off the top of a car. <laughs> so I drove my mom's school right there and told her what happened and left a note on the people's window and drove to Lowe's that night and uh, got him a new mailbox and came back and brought it and they said, "Don't well, we'll put it up, just buy it for us. So I was terrified. It was the first day I ever drove to school from home. Never forget crazy. it. Nope. Stole- I also loved that I didn't have a CD player. I had to, like a Walkman. Oh, that that's had right. The, the, tape, the cassette tape thing you plug in. Now that's a throwback right there. So good. Oh my gosh. That Taka Mishinoku on the outside? It might be. <laughs> I'm not being, like, I legitimately think that's him. It might be Taka. He had to pull double duty on this night. He had a match earlier in the show. Yeah. Oh, on the exposed turnbuckle. It really does oh. look like It does. I, I wasn't being facetious. I know. It looks like him. <laughs> so, do I understand love... the implication of the stereotype. I did not mean that at all. I just meant that literally looks like Taka. Dude loves slowing things down here with Austin. He's got the chin lock on, bringing the crowd down because we're going to bring him up here. Oh, Hawaiian shirt guy. Loves it. Austin just opening a can right now, blowing this comeback on. Oh, oh, no. Hit his head again. One, two. Oh, it kicks out. And it's so strange Vince. to see Undertaker there just on the outside. It's just a role we don't ever see yeah. him in, just hanging out on the outside. There was a sign that said Taz fears Rude Boy. And I don't know mm. who Rude Boy is. I don't know. But I do know who Taz is. I loved some Taz. Did you? ECW Taz was amazing. Oh, yeah. Were you Came into ECW much, like 98, 99? Uh, once I got into it, once I got in, back into wrestling, 97, 98-ish, I was into everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I loved it. I loved ECW. It was so good because it was just different. Of course, I don't think they had weekly TV until they were on TNN. Like, we couldn't TNN. see it. Yeah. Until they were on TNN. We didn't, we didn't get the hardcore TV show no, in Augusta. I just had to rent videos from the store or rent yeah. pay-per-views or whatever. Read up online about what was going on. But I, 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 uh, I had another really buddy good. give me a bootleg of the uh, Barely Legal. Oh, yeah. Show. I remember I watched that all the time. Oh, Austin. And again, this match is not about a bunch of big near falls. It's not about big <laughs> oh I Austin just hit himself with a chair. <laughs> Kicked his leg out of his leg. Firing it up, it is, bouncing off the rope. Oh, wait a second here. On. That's a three count right there. The matches should be over. Vince just stands in defiance. He doesn't want to count it. Where's Taker? He says, screw you. Oh! oh! The and crowd. It, Look at the crowd. Everyone's on their feet because Vince just got smashed in the head. chair shot. 
And Vince oh, said in the promo right before this match, this match will only end by my hand. By my hand will this match end. Oh, wait a minute. Pat Patterson takes out Mike Kyoto. Oh, and classic. then punches him. Patterson punch. Taker, what are you doing? This Taker's thing's getting out of hand. Uh-oh, mandible claw. Or what did he call it that with dude love too? I don't know. It was the love handle or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pat Pass is going to jump in. There we go. Oh, Taker. Oh, this is going to be my Goozle. favorite thing. Nobody takes one better than this guy. 58 years old. <laughs> he got 10 feet up in the air. Look at the crowd. The crowd just exploded. For that, and Briscoe's trying to take his. Oh his, my uh, god! And he's going. <laughs> Joe Briscoe gets goozled. Sandbags <laughs> <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah. look, look at the crowd, dude. Because those two guys had characters. Ooh, Austin with a low blow, and then a stunner. <laughs> Pat Babson won the choke slam of the night award right there. Oh, absolutely. Vince is still out. And look at Austin. He's got Vince's arm. One, two, two three. By Vince's ah. hand, Taker tells the bell ringer to ring the bell. Taker oh, called so for the good. bell. There it is. That was storytelling. <laughs> that and told a story from start to finish, dude. And we saw it right there. Taker gave the little look. He's giving it right there. He's uh-huh. giving the look to Stone Cold. It says everything right there. Like, all right, now it's me and you. Yeah, because at this point, you know they got the SummerSlam booked. Like, they know they're going to go with that. Yeah. The whole Highway to Hell thing of the summer. But so this is planting the seeds of that, you know? Yep. For all the crash booking Vince Russo did, you know they had SummerSlam panned out and they were going to do that. Yeah. So Stone Cold staring him down. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's like, I'm I'm not going to let you get screwed over, but now I want what's mine. Yeah. Little respect, but I want you, I want the gold. Give me the gold. I want the gold. Give me the gold, Rumble Stiltskin. <laughs> Austin. So his first title defense was against... Um, Boom. And he just walks over Vince. It's so good. It was Dude Love the month before. That's right. They had Unforgiven 98. When yeah. Went into this. That's right. <laughs> King just said, are you all right, Jerry? Poor Briscoe over here. And just trash talking Vince. <laughs> just Again. The, the Taco Bell Chihuahua on a sign yeah, in the crowd. Yeah, you'll get a Taco Bell. <laughs> I mean, this was like when Godzilla came out, didn't it? Oh my god! <laughs> the I Matthew Broderick. One. I was so bored during that movie. That movie sucked. It was terrible. There's a replay. Oh, straight <laughs> to the head. <laughs> Concussion <laughs> he City. Falls. Vince sold that very well. Yeah, he did. For all the bad selling he does, like Taker oh, talked about. My. Oh, here it goes. He's like, oh, I gotta be quiet. Wait, watch this. Choke slam. Pat Patterson dressed like a deacon at my church. Oh! <laughs> it's exactly what my grandfather wore every day. Except he had suspenders and a belt. <laughs> Low blow. Stunner. So good. Oh, yeah, the- Taker plays his role completely well. 
They replay Pat Patterson's choke slam, but not Gerald Briscoe's. No. <laughs> Poor Gerald. Gerald uh, took some good ones, though. We, we, he did. He, he made up for it later on. He did. Austin's under the street light on top yeah. of his car. That crowd is elect. Nobody it, is sitting there. Nobody's down. sitting there. Nobody you has were, left. I don't care what show you were on, WCW or WWF, you were standing up. I mean, because everything was so hot. Everything was hot, dude. There was a Puerto Rico flag in the crowd right there. Getting Bro, ready that for was backlash. 30 minutes and it felt like five. Yeah, that was a blast, dude. So, oh, I'm so, so glad good. we did that. So, so I hope fun. you guys enjoyed that at home. I hope so too. Awesome. Definitely encourage you. Uh, if you just listen to this, maybe you're in the car, maybe you're on the, the treadmill or something, walking the dog or whatever, go back home and you're watch this match. The treadmill of life. Just, yeah. you're just st- walking in place. You Take feel the like time. brighten your day by watching yeah. this match. With listen it. to JR and King's commentary. Yeah. They are at the peak during this too. So listen to us, but listen to them also. Very, very fun, man. I'm, I'm glad you indulged me on that. That was good. (laughs) Well, uh, we're going to keep this train rolling, rolling, rolling on past the last ride. Uh, We're well past the last ride. We're we're keeping the the car driving down the road. And we're going to keep going next month on the show. July, sorry, June 1st. This is May. June 1st, we'll be back here. Like we mentioned earlier, the top 10 rivalries of The Undertaker's career. I'm going to bring my top 10. Travis is going to bring his top 10. We're going to count them down. We're going to see what matches up, where we intersect, where we diverge. Will Randy Orton make the list? Will Edge make the list? Will Mick Foley make the list? Will Vince McMahon make the list? I don't know. Make your own list. Count them down with us. It could be. Giant Gonzalez. A train. They will never be on it. King Kong Bundy. <laughs> I can't stand that man. That's on just your because of that match. Personal top ten rivalries. No. Yeah, my yeah my yeah, Travis's rivalries with people on God's planet. King Kong Bundy is number three. Well, be sure Golly. you are subscribed here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube so that you don't miss out on that episode. Uh, be sure you listen to our latest episodes. You know, uh, we dropped a bonus episode in the month of April. We had Randy Turco on the show talking about The Undertaker's shaving a haircut two bits uh, and a uh, very fun episode uh, inspired by Manscaped talking about a couple of historic haircut moments in The Undertaker's career uh, in case you missed that one. If that sounds odd to you, go back and listen. It was fantastic. It was odd, but it was fantastic. Crazy entertaining. Uh, And then CM Punk, he's in the news these days. We we covered his match with Undertaker at WrestleMania 29 for its 10-year anniversary there at the beginning of April. So be sure to catch that uh, wherever you listen or watch our shows. Speaking of Tommy, uh, I want to give a shout-out to his uh, uh, Watch Along Wrestling YouTube channel, Tommy on the Spot. Ten years after WrestleMania 29, he went to WrestleMania 39 in Hollywood. He was Hollywood swinging and took his wife and his daughter along there. He's got a whole series on his YouTube channel uh, the entire week uh, in Hollywood, a vlog series on there. It's great. Man, I really enjoyed it. Um, he, uh, they, they go to the WrestleMania store, the Access store, walk around that. Uh, they walk around Hollywood. Uh, his daughter got to do a meet and greet with Bianca Belair, uh, which nice. is her favorite wrestler. So it's so cool to see her. So excited to meet her. Her intro 
at Mania and then the story afterward. You see the story about that little girl whose mom died that morning? Yeah. That was, dude, I mean, I almost cried in that intro. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I almost cried to the <laughs> end of the John Cena one. The, I have never right. cried during a WrestleMania entrance, but two times this year. I teared up like Bianca's. I didn't even know the story of the little girl yet. I just saw them out there. It must be because I'm getting older or because I'm a dad or what. I don't know what it is. I was like two times in mania, my eyes filled with water at two entrances and it was Bianca and John Cena. So anyway, we'll go. Uh, that, that's <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, we'll go watch Tommy's video. It's very heartwarming yeah. too. Uh, guys. His, his daughter is very young and is having an incredible time out. at WrestleMania. Uh, of course, shout out to our other uh, PSK brothers, uh, Mike and JV, and the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Uh, they got a, uh, you know, they're doing it every a couple times a month here. They've been going through stunning Steve Austin, right in the heart of the Dangerous Alliance era, covering some of that time. I mean, he's not quite Hollywood blonde. Not yet. quite. No, just uh, stunning. He's got his Saved by the Bell tights on and uh, yeah. his uh, uh, ponytail and everything. And then uh, Steven Zeman from the Collecting Dead Man podcast. He's coming out once or twice a month. Uh, he had a great episode covering all the big Undertaker figure news that was coming out of WrestleMania weekend. Uh, Mattel revealed all sorts of Undertaker figures. Uh, they, I don't know if you saw this, Travis, but they're doing a uh, Survivor Series 1990 box set with a debut Undertaker along with the gobbledygooker in yeah, the egg yeah. in like a night. Survivor Series VHS commemorative box. It looks incredible. It looks awesome. It looks super <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know those guys, just like us, they're, they're kind of part timers. We're like we're, we're like the part timers coming back at WrestleMania. We don't do podcasts like every month yeah. anymore, but yeah, we're coming back every a couple times a month or once a month. Uh, but you know it's gonna be high quality. Uh, us and Bottom Line and Collecting Dead Man. You know, not not every week anymore, but uh, still good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, like I said, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you head over to manscaped.com and use the code TAKEREASY for 20% off your entire order. Get the Beard Hedger, the performance package. Get some of the creams and the sprays and the lotions and the boxes. Even a crop. Scroll around on manscaped.com. There is way more there than you realize. I guarantee you, if you're listening to this podcast, there's something there that you could use that would benefit your life. So go check it Absolutely. out. They use our code for 20% off. And uh, check out tpublic.com. I'm going to post some links here. Got a new t shirt coming to tpublic.com. Haven't dropped a new t shirt in a while. Uh, it's not, it, it may be up there by the time this show has aired. I've been working on a little logo on there for all everybody in the Pod Street crew. Hint, hint. Got a little PSK shirt that's going to be coming up. And uh, you know, pot, you know, T Public has got sales going on all the time. So check the links there. Check out maybe something fresh for your summer wardrobe out there. Get your PSK tattoo on your belly. Ooh. <laughs> I'll give $10 oh. to the first person who does that. 10 hold I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Oh, t- 20 bucks. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Who wants it, you see? Uh, hey, if you were there in Manchester and Mayhem, Mayhem in Manchester. <laughs> Manscaped and Mayhem. Mayhem and Manscaped. Manscaping Mayhem in Manchester. That oh sounds, my. Mm, that was a nightmare. That's terrible. Yeah, if you were there, we want to know what you thought about Street Clothes Taker. It's like one of those alternate like the wrestling games, you know? You push like the C button on the Nintendo right. before you get an alternate outfit. So, yeah. 
If you were there for that, let us know what you thought about it. Let us know what you thought about this match. If you were there in Milwaukee, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, what a classic match. You know, what do you think about Taker's involvement? And uh, yeah, how do you guys rank this match on a scale of one to ten for mm. sports entertainment? Mm. Sports entertainment, what? Not, I don't want you star Meltzer stuff. I want your your star rating for sports entertainment because we give it a ten out of ten, baby. The top of the cream of the crop. So um, cream for the crop, manscaped. So Ooh. anyway, <laughs> cream of the crop. Uh, so yeah, we'll see you guys next month. Hope you enjoy. Happy Cinco de Mayo. It's announced team. I'll be listening for you <laughs> in Puerto Rico, <laughs> San Benito, and uh, the Bad Bunny. I can't wait, man. So yeah, backlash is coming our way in a few days, and we can't wait. So. Anyway, if you were there, let us know. We'd love Hasta to hear la vista. <laughs> Stay safe out there. Salud. And as always, I got to say, take your easy. Uh, take your easy. <laughs> take your facile. <laughs> Vamanos. I don't know. That's, that's we go. I don't know. Take your easy, man. Four, two, one. And we know who does the rear end. It's worth the drive.